time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. Happy Friday to everybody out there as January seems to be rolling right along. We'll be into February here before you know it. And I know that I often say that. I often am like, well, the days and the weeks are rolling right right along, but they really have been. I mean, ever since this podcast started almost two years ago, uh, I, I just can't believe we're here uh, in 2022, almost, uh, well, we got 10 more days or so of uh, January, but uh, I just feel like yesterday was Halloween and then uh, Christmas and New Year. I mean, here we are. So uh, the NFL playoffs are upon us. Um, as you guys can tell on YouTube, I got my Real Hondo uh, shirt on here, Real Hondo football that I wore quite a bit during the Real Hondo prep football season. And very, very proud of the Real Hondo prep cares for the great success they had uh, on the football field this past season. But today will be a little different. We're going to talk some Real Hondo basketball. Yes, it is uh, January. And for those who've gone to Rio or anyone who's played high school basketball here in California, you know that high school basketball, January, that's kind of league play time where you're playing your local rivals a couple times. In Rio's case, it's the prep league. You're playing Pasadena Poly, Flint Ridge Prep, uh, Chadwick, the, those those dolphins from Palos Verdes, yes, they do in fact still play in the prep league, even though they play eight man football alongside of uh, Flint Ridge Prep. And no no disrespect to eight man football. Rio has a great long tradition of eight man football, of course, but uh, you know it was uh, a time and a place for that. There was a time to move on, and and Rio advanced to eleven man many years ago, uh, twenty years ago to be exact, and. Flitridge and Chadwick, they've kind of gone a little backwards. Now, do they have good basketball programs? Well, yes, they do. But, um, you know, Rio has been very successful on the football field, um, just with great success. And it's not to say they can't do well at other sports. The The girls program has been awesome, uh, has made some runs in softball recently, uh, some basketball championships, of course, volleyball success uh, along the way as well. Um, but mostly here on the program, we talk about our Real Hondo Prep young men, and we're going to be talking about the basketball team today. Now, remember, with Rio being so small, the uh, program, it, the team is basically made up of guys who were on that great football team that went to the second round in Division Seven this uh, past uh, fall and winter. So uh, a quick turnaround, as always is the case with Real Hondo Prep Sports. Uh, before you know it, these young men will be uh, trading in their sneakers for baseball gloves. So that's just the way it is at Rio Hondo. So I thought we'd uh, take a moment here to talk to the new head basketball coach at Rio Hondo Prep, at least for this season. I'll ask him uh, long-term plans and such, what what uh, is going forward. But uh, Ed Drain takes over for the Rio Hondo Prep basketball program after his father, Ken Drain, retired last year. We had a great party for him there in Irwindale in the summer. And... Um, Man, we're just uh, what what a blessing he was to so many of us, mostly on the basketball court. He did have great success coaching football for almost, uh, I don't know, 15 years or so as a head coach. 
but um, uh, Ken Drain retires and his son Ed takes over. So I want to talk to Ed today about the status of the program, uh, how the boys are doing. The record isn't great, but hey, that's uh, that nothing wrong with that after a great football season. And, you know, with league play here now is a kind of a new revival is uh, has the year been crazy with kind of a uh, high school sports here in Southern California with the COVID policies and things. I'm going to try to get into everything with Ed today as we talk about his first year as the head basketball coach for Rio Hondo. Is he doing exactly what his dad did? Is he trying new things? What, what exactly is the, uh, the state of the union, if you will, of Rio Hondo prep basketball. And one of these days we'll chat some uh, girls basketball, maybe the softball uh, team up upcoming, uh, very successful last year on the girls side of things. Um, but today, I thought we'd dive in and talk to Ed Drain about some uh, Rio Hondo basketball. And Ed was on the program, I think, man, almost two or two years ago, one year, however long ago it was, uh, talking about his story. You guys who who know Ed know that he's uh, uh, fought and conquered leukemia back in the day when he was a little kid, and uh, just a great story. And he's a great young man now, uh, uh, husband, father, and just doing really well. And I'm curious how the basketball program is going because yes, people don't believe it, but Back in the day, I played a little hoops myself. Uh, I was kind of that uh, screen setter, loose ball diver kind of guy. Uh, maybe some other things as well, which I'll maybe get into with Ed Drain. Anyway, let's bring him on the program, the head basketball coach of Rio Hondo Prep, Ed Drain. All right, it's my privilege to bring back on the program, Eddie Drain, although he has a new title uh, here, a couple of new titles. Number one. Uh, father, congratulations, Ed, and of course, head coach of the Rio Hondo Prep basketball program. How's it going, Ed? It's going good. It's been a busy, busy winter, but I love being busy. So, absolutely. Good. What's the alternative, man? We'd be sitting around doing nothing, twiddling our thumbs. I mean, how fun is that? That's no fun. Yeah, I hate not being busy. <laughs> well, Ed, uh, you know, we talked a while back about possibly doing something similar to what. I did with the football program this last year with the basketball team and maybe other sports at Rio, but uh, honestly, man, it, it's just uh, very busy for me and tough for me to do all that. I would love to do it. And maybe in the future, we have an official Rio Hondo radio network or whatever, but for now uh, we'll just have to jump in here for a day and talk some Rio Hondo hoops. But uh, Ed, first of all, you, or you coached the, uh, uh, in the football season. What were your thoughts on an incredible football season this past fall? It was it was a great season. I mean, it's hard to put into words, but those guys put in a lot of work. Such a fun group. Um, one of the most impressive groups I think I've ever seen. Um, you know, it was it was rough. You know, the way the playoff system worked because you think you know when I like if the playoff system was the same when I was in high school. This is a championship team, easy. Yeah. Um, but I still think. That Charter Oak game, I've I've never been so hyped or so pumped during a game. Like I'm not I'm not usually one who you know you likes to yell or uh, you know get hyped on. I'm more even keel because that's what my dad always yeah. always taught us, you know. <laughs> um, but I, man, I was turning to the guys on the sideline like trying to get them pumped up, yelling and things. It was it was so much fun. Just a special group, man. Special, that game will go group. down in RHB history um, as one nobody will forget. And we will always remember. We'll always remember the guys on that team. Their names may not be on a banner, but um, quite honestly, their names don't need to be on a banner for us to remember who they were and, and what they did that night. Incredible stuff. 
And just for the audience, Ed, what, what uh, were your responsibilities uh, on the Rio Hondo football coaching staff? So I was the uh, special teams coach, which I know uh, I was talking we, we ripped a lot you a little about. bit. Yeah, you guys we ripped you a, a few lot times the on the podcast teams. there, coach. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, this is this is like SEC country. Every we, hey, we 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 are hard on our coaching staffs here. Hey, that's okay. Constructive <laughs> criticism uh, only can uh, make you better. Um, <laughs> but I will say, in that charter rope game, we did return uh, kickoff for a touchdown. We had a couple big returns there. That's mostly just Geo being Geo. That has nothing to do with me coaching. But you know, <laughs> that's just- it's amazing how, uh, as a former coach myself how good you could look as a coach with really good players. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even John yeah. Wood said that. <laughs> I mean, I think it was early in the season. They kicked it deep because teams were kicking it deep early in the season. They kicked yeah. it deep. And I was like, yes, we're going to get to do our return. And we dropped the ball. And then Gio just went and picked it up and scored a touchdown. And they were like, we don't even need your return plays. Just, just let Gio <laughs> do it. <laughs> All right, and I was also the guy on punts where I, I'd tell Gio if he had time to catch it or not. I remember at Linfield, I, I told him he was good. He was good. But there were guys, like, right on him, and he ended up returning that one for a touchdown. I was like, I told you guys he was good. didn't matter how close they were. But, yeah, it's just Gio, JG, when you – yeah. I've always had a special uh, – I don't know uh, – appreciation for special teams coaches because i watch a lot of football and you know they 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 show those special teams coaches on the sidelines if if something goes really well i mean it could be a made field goal and they're losing their mind hyped uh, or it could be uh i don't know a a uh, a blocked putter and if something bad happens they show them and something really good happens other than that it's like who's the special teams <laughs> guy anyway you took on a, a tall task there as the special forces coach. Yeah, that that Charter Oak game when Gio returned was returning that uh, kickoff for a touchdown. Uh, I was back because I, I always stand back by the returners to let them know uh, if it's a bad kick. I yell red, just can the return, get it and go. So I'm back there and I see Gio and Dave starts running at me as he as he breaks loose, my brother. And he says, Ed did something. Ed did so. And then I was like, special. I ran down the whole sideline just yelling special teams. I was all special teams. Special teams. <laughs> oh, just, um, They're special for a reason, man. Yeah, it was super. I also signaled in the defenses for uh for Mark. Sure. Save, save his uh his voice, you know. We gotta signal him in. So <laughs> and yeah, I worked with the linebackers as far as position drills were concerned. So Nice. And, and I want to ask you, because as a, you know, just as far as coaching goes, sometimes um, you, you're good at what you did as far as a teacher and a coach. And then there's other times you're placed in positions where you're coaching something that really you, you did not do. Now, if, correct me if I'm wrong. You played on a, was it one or a couple of uh, CIF championship teams in football yourself? Uh, we won my junior year. We lost in the infamous mud bowl that's right, against that's Linfield right. my senior year. Yeah. yeah. And you were a man in the trenches, right? You were a man, uh, one of them big linemen up front, uh, offensive and defensive. So you go from playing line both ways to coaching special teams and working with linebackers. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. That just goes to show you, you got to be prepared to uh, educate in, in any form, right? Yeah. I, I think too, at, at Rio, you got to be a Swiss army knife. You know? Oh, well said. You oh. gotta, you gotta know, um and you got to know every position and I've always you know my family we've always always watched game film from when Devin played to when you know even when we were watching Landon just until I started game film every Sunday after church you know it was like our family thing 
my dad and his three sons watching varsity boys game film um, and just talking about the sport. So, but yeah, just Rio in general, you got to be a Swiss army knife, man. You got to know it all. Well, yeah, you go from one sport to another. You have to, uh, you know, there's other responsibilities. You're not just a coach or a camp counselor at times. You, you got to be a tour guide on trips. I mean, Rio really does make guys and girls, everyone who goes through the program, uh, good at a lot of different things. And you, you, you even things you're bad at, you got to get good at, you know, if you're good at, you got to get great at, that's just the beauty of the school. And uh, you talked about your dad uh, there, Ed, Uh, your dad coached basketball for a lot of years, started in the early nineties. Great success. Finally got that championship in 2013, I believe it was. Um, So first off, tell me what it was like for you to follow in the footsteps of your father, Ken Drain, who so many of us played for, I mean, what was it like kind of carry? Did you, did, when did you feel when the keys were being handed to you? Like, Oh man, this is a big responsibility. Absolutely. I mean, it's all started, you know, I have to go on max preps and I got to set the roster and the coaching staff. And I was talking to my older brother, Devin, and I was like, I don't know if I could take dad's name off this list, you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> off the coaching staff. But that's tough. I mean, it's been there yeah. for since I w- was born, you know. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely a big responsibility just, you know, being a varsity coach in general. Um, I talked to my dad a lot about it. Um, even before it was kind of announced that I was going to coach, you know, I wanted to make sure that my dad thought I could do it. You know, I want, I was kind of seeking his approval and, you know, my dad, he, he's not that kind of guy, you know? Um, so it actually came from my mom. My mom just randomly was like, your dad thinks you can do it. You're going to be fine. And I was like, (laughs) okay, well that must be true. There you go. Um, but yes, definitely. I feel it. Uh, it's also cause you know, I'm a little bit younger and you know, but definitely big shoes to fill. Oh yeah. Big time. And, uh, we can talk about a few different, uh, areas here as far as direction. Uh, are you a guy that when you took over, did you feel I'll just kind of do it exactly how my dad did it? Or did you have kind of new thoughts, new policies? I mean, uh, if, if I got to guess, you know, Mr. Drain, he was a one, three, one defensive guy. Every now and then we play kind of that matchup uh, man to man box or diamond and one triangle two in, in our case back in the day, uh, you know, uh, maybe press occasionally here and there, but you know, good, good man offense, good zone offense. What, what were kind of some of his things you took with you and what are some of the, the new changes you kind of brought about the program? Well, most coaches, I mean, we do, we, we do what we know, you know? So um, the one, I love the one, three, one. I love the one, three, one defense. It's something that I always teach uh, when I coach my care teams, they always learn the one, three, one. But I also love the man. And I think playing man to man is super, super important. So man to man is kind of our, it's our base defense. And then we, I like, we mix in the one, three, one uh, throughout the game, just to keep the other team on their toes. Um, as far as philosophy, I'm, the goal is to kind of uh, unite varsity, JV, middle school, hmm. and all kind of, we all want to teach the same thing. Kind of like what we do in football. I was just going to so, say, that's what one of the 
reasons real football is so successful is because that's built in. I mean, it's exactly the same stuff all the way up anyway. Yeah. So it's kind of, I feel like it's kind of been separate. Like I did different stuff on JV when I played than I did on varsity, like the plays and things. So we kind of want the core concepts and base ideals to be the same middle school through varsity, because to be honest, you know, we're going to be good in football. We always are. That's, that's our thing. So basketball is always going to start late and basketball is not an easy sport to play catch up in, especially when you have, you know, other schools who that's just, they have a basketball team and they play year round. So to kind of simplify it, hopefully we're going to, we're kind of revamping it so that middle school all the way up works with the same core concepts. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's a beautiful stuff. It's, it's how it should be. It's kind of what, uh, you know, and no matter who, it, no matter who's at the top, no matter what coach is, is the varsity coach, uh, you know, his philosophies should be educated the step below the step below. I mean, that's how it should always be, but unfortunately it hasn't, uh, been that way, not just with you guys, but other programs too. It's like, you would think it makes natural sense to do that. Uh, defensively, you know, I've always sat in football, you know, there's times you blitz, there's times you play uh, the prevent, there's times you, you, you try a different front or whatever. So I've never understood really where teams get locked into one defense, you know, all the time in basketball. It's like, you want to keep them guessing. You want to keep them it's tough enough to play defense in basketball to just go out there and, and defend, uh, especially the way the rules are and such, but you got to be able to mix things up. So some teams are really good at a one, three, one trap, and then they're terrible at man or terrible at a two, three. It's like, you gotta be able in basketball to diversify your defensive sets, in my opinion. Yeah. And it, it helps you because not every team that you play against is great at the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a team, that is just a knockdown shooting team, then yeah, maybe you want to play a little more pressure man-to-man, make them go to the basket, make them do things that they're not comfortable doing. But if you have a team that can't shoot, you know, you're going to sit back in a zone, make them, make them pack the middle, you know, make them shoot outside. So you got to be. Shuck it from the cheap seats. Yeah. No drive 12 foot in. You know what I'm talking about? Exactly. So it's good. Yeah. (laughs) versatility defensively i think is a is a must you notice how i brought defense to the table first ed you know the kind of guy i am you know uh, how i used to play a little you know a little baseline the one three one i remember you who's my baseline one three one guy on your team i gotta know you gotta you can get he was a football player of course i wonder if you can guess look at your roster here let me see uh gotta be smart he's gotta be intense maybe take a charge or two he's gotta never get tired uh never give up the baseline of course oh man from the roster i'm gonna go i'm gonna go damian diaz damian diaz is our backup baseline guy oh i was close jaden sanchez jaden i should have known it oh man absolute intense never non-stop hustle ball hawk Oh, all over the place. I love this. This, this is, whew, this stuff gets me going Ed. you know what I mean? we, we, we steal the ball or get a rebound. All right, we're done. We don't mean to go down to the other end. We're, come on back down here. Let's defend you again. Yes. That's my kind of, okay. If a guy, if a big man ever brings it down for a power dribble, you better bet Jaden's hands are all over that. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it might be a foul, but that's okay. Hey, you can take aggressive fouls. You get four aggressive and a half fouls, of those. Yeah. You get four and a half fouls a game. You're okay. 
Don't worry about so, it. Jaden is our baseline man. Okay, and he is good. very, very good at it. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Uh, you know, he was an incredible middle linebacker in football. That kind of translates to basketball in some ways, uh, I, I must say. So uh, very good stuff. Now, offensively, we got to score some points at some point. Um, what, uh, who are some of your go-to guys offensively? I know Ryan McColl is the big man in the middle there. Um, who are some of your kind of uh, big-time uh, scores or guys that lead you in scoring Use yours? Is it kind of a, a well-balanced group? Uh, well... Scoring has definitely been our kryptonite this year. I'll just say that. <laughs> you guys are kicking off. field goals, are you? Um, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, it's and I and I'll cut them a little bit of slack. I don't want to make excuses, yeah. but you know, we didn't play any basketball at all last year. Oh, that's right. You know, because of COVID, um, you know, we went relatively deep in football into the basketball season this year, and shooting is something if you're not constantly doing it it's hard to be great at it, you know? Yeah. Um, so I will cut them. I want I don't want to make any excuses, but uh, I'll cut them some slack there. Um, Gio is our primary ball handler. He is uh, good with the ball. Um, he's good going to the basket. I would say Calvin and Calvin Johnson and Damian Diaz would be our catch and shoot guys. Um, they're good. If they catch, set their feet and go, uh, catch their feet, shoot. They're good. And then, yeah, Ryan and Jaden are interior presence. It's funny, Ryan, you know, he's just so football. You could just tell, (laughs) you know, he'll, he'll get some fouls and it's just because he's just so aggressive and guys will fall over because he's so much bigger. I mean, there's guys that are taller than him, but there's no one built like Ryan. Mm-hmm. So he'll, you know, he'll get the ball. He'll go into people and guys will fall over. Rest will call fouls because they don't know. They don't know. How, it's kind of like the Shaq effect. Yeah. <laughs> when I was refereeing basketball, you know, I was always uh, kind of on the side of the aggressor and sometimes not the fancy, pretty, you know, uh, athletic uh, <laughs> basketball players. And so kind of, I'd see these big football players, they knock guys down and, I'd be like, what, what? You know, I'd be like, what? He didn't do anything. You know, <laughs> that was how I kind of officiated, similar to how I played, which got me yelled at a lot. But besides the point. Uh, okay, good stuff. Um, and uh, you know, Ryan, yeah, I could see him knocking people over left and right. It's just kind of like you do this in football for so many months, and then you have to, you know, take the pads off and try to not uh, hurt. I got more injuries in basketball and hurt more guys in basketball than than football, of course. Uh, but that's another story. But yeah. uh, so, Ed, you got Different your first. Sport. What's it's it, it football safer? I'm a, football is way safer. <laughs> I don't this this talk of uh you know having kids not play football. You got to be careful on that hardwood. In my opinion. That is that is that's bogus. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. Nobody can ride in cars because it's there might be car crashes. Uh, they they base it off of NFL players getting injured. But you got to understand the percentage of people that play in the NFL. And the speed at which they play at is completely different than what yeah. 90% of American kids or the American football. That's why I said this 90% of kids that grow up playing football. You're never going to play at that speed. No, this, like, we are in the age of safetyism and it is just, it is, it is run rampant. And, and I'm just so, I'm so over it now. And what parents do with kids now is, is beyond me. Like, Oh no, better, you know, better. You might, you might, 
Can you imagine Ed, back in the you're playing as a, I mean, you might scrape your knee outside. Oh no, you can't go outside. Like if that's kind of the mentality now. And it's like, you know, my dad was always like, well, did you learn, you know, learn a lesson. Don't, don't be yeah. an idiot. You know, when I was a senior, uh, <laughs> baseball game, playoff game, sorry, my junior year, I, I jumped back cause I was getting picked off and I hit the base on the edge and I, I rolled my ankle really bad. And my dad was coaching first base and I rolled it so bad that I was laying there and my dad goes, get on the base. I'm laying there in pain and it hurts so bad. I'm like, get on the base. So I, you know, I touched the base with my other foot, but I was, you know, he didn't, you know, get on the base, you know, nowadays it's like parents will run on the field. Oh, you know. The irony is he wanted you to be safe. Which is, which is hilarious. Yeah, that's a funny story. Uh, <laughs> that's the only way. That's the only reason he cared about being safe. Put your, yeah, put your uh, cleat on the base. Uh, I don't care if you're hurt. That's funny. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just, this day and age, the things I see, I'm just, and you as a coach, I'm sure the great parents of Rio Hondo Prep, though, they understand their kids are at Rio for that, for that reason. Uh, Absolutely. Get a little, little toughness and they, they know that, hey, you're building men out there. I mean, you're not out there you know, doing anything extreme or you guys are just playing yeah. sports and learning toughness. So, um, Ed, uh, unfortunately, uh, six and 12 on the uh, basketball season, as I'm looking at here correctly, yeah. but, um, you, you got your first win as a head coach back in December 2nd, uh, United Christian Academy, which is down in Rancho Cucamonga. Uh, what was that like? Take me, it looks like you guys uh, beat them up by almost 30 points. Um, did the significance of that, when uh, coming to play for you or was it just like, Hey, we finally got a W. Um, I was happy to get the win. I think the, uh, the one that was, I was like, yeah, we have arrived. This is awesome. Uh, is when we played beat Calvary Baptist, um, which I think might've been the next game next day. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that team, they had, they had some good players and we just, we played really, really well. We shot the ball. Well, um, we controlled the ball, didn't lose it. We played good defense. And that game where I was like, this is awesome. All right, I'm excited. Here we are. Varsity, <laughs> varsity basketball, let's go. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so talking about kind of tournaments, typically Rio uh, would go up to Bishop way up there in uh, not Northern or Central California, but up, up quite a ways. It was always fun uh, up for us guys around Christmas time, get a bus trip, stay in hotels, you're the only game in town. So it's kind of a, this, I don't know, this college type of feel, but uh, I don't know. It looks like you guys didn't do that this year. What, what were some of the tournaments you and your team traveled to this year? So the plan was to do Bishop. Um, Bishop actually called us in de- early December and said they didn't have enough teams. So uh, we got, we went to the Tri-City tournament, which is in Carlsbad uh, instead and then before that, we were in Ojai. The Ojai uh, tournament was fun. Um, way up there. Yeah, it's way up there. Uh, near. It's like inland from Ventura. So we actually stayed in a hotel in Ventura. Sweet. Um, and then traveled to uh, daily to the to the tournament. Tournaments are fun. Yeah, the, the boys the really, Ojai. they love staying in the hotels. They love, you know, uh, being together um, and playing, playing ball. Being boys, uh, we, being high school young men. Yeah, what could go wrong, right? <laughs> no yeah i mean you know they're having fun we uh you know we went to a wiener schnitzel at like 11 o'clock at night and we had to walk through the drive-thru 
<laughs> and those because they closed the inside and they thought it they thought it was the greatest thing ever. It was awesome, you know. Yeah. Or oh. we're sticking our head in the in the speaker, ordering, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, it's amazing what makes young men happy. And but like it <laughs> you can either go find trouble, which a lot of people do, or really embrace the funny things around you like that. That's that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It it was awesome. Um the hotel gave us a instead of their continental breakfast, uh, they gave us coupons to get free stuff at the, the local Denny's. So oh. we went to, De- we went to Denny's each morning for breakfast. You oh know? yeah. Um, oh man. You know, we won a couple games up there. Oh yeah. Basketball too. Yeah. I forgot. Okay. Yeah. We played yeah. basketball, won a couple games up there, but the whole experience is what is special, mm-hmm. you know, um, especially for them spending time together both in both tournaments, both well, you don't do that in any other sport. You don't go to a place and play three or four games in a row. Um, you know, it's football's one game a week. Baseball, maybe you play in tournaments, but they're, I don't know, they're different. Basketball's fun that way. The game's only about an hour and a half. And uh, yeah, you go into these gyms, you do your routine. It's uh, it's so much fun. So uh, how did you guys finish in, in those tournaments? Managed to, to get a win or two? Uh, let's see. Uh, maybe not so much. But look, Cal Baptist, that <laughs> tournament. Uh, which uh, is- we, we did get a win at Ojai. Nice. Um, Carlsbad, uh, Tri-City Tournament, we didn't have our full team. Uh, you know, Ryan Ryan got to play in a offense-defense All-American Bowl. Oh, really? Um, yeah, it was in SoFi Stadium. Um, oh, I didn't know this. Man, I so would have covered it. Yeah, he played. So he played in that, and it was during that tournament. So we were missing him. Uh, we had a couple guys who weren't feeling well. And because of all the sure. protocols and stuff, you know, they weren't weren't supposed to come. So we, we played that tournament, I think, with six guys, and we played <laughs> we played four games in three days. And you could t- the legs the legs were done. <laughs> that's, that's rough. Man. Oh, that's rough. Six the leg, guys. The legs were done. So yeah, it's been um, it's been a a tough season, but that's okay. Tough seasons are okay. They help you can grow through those build some as long as you're building something as long as you're growing you know you see teams uh at other levels who you know have rough years and they're not getting better at anything they're not um at the professional level it's all about wins and such but uh, high school i mean it is about building and growing as you said and so as long as there's improvement and there's lessons every day, uh, you know, wins and losses and just preparation. That's what's really important. That's why you play sports. We want to win games, of course. Um, but we already mentioned the football program. They didn't win a championship. But to me, those guys are uh, one of the greatest teams in RHB history. So lessons and losses. Unfortunately, no one likes um, losing more than me. Less like okay. likes it less, likes it less than me. And the Bible does say run to win, not win, you know, run to uh, try hard or whatever. Um, but anyway, let's get into league play at the prep league, the vaunted prep league, Pasadena, Pauly, Flint Ridge prep, Chadwick, uh, Providence. And I think that's it. Is that that's it? Yep. Okay. Tough, tough league in basketball. I got to say. Yeah, it it's tough. I mean, uh, so we played Chadwick, we played Flint Ridge first again, and we were down a couple players, which is Never any fun when you're not when you don't have your full squad there. Um, we're looking to get some redemption, I guess, against everybody the second time around. Um, the Chadwick game was a 
I, I feel like was one of our best games that we played as far as the defense, we, the defense was there. Um, we took care of the ball. Now the issue with us is right now it's been scoring, you know, um, I think we scored 25 points in the fourth quarter of the Chadwick game. And wow. we had what? 49 for the 49 the for the total. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and you know, scoring is something about, about basketball that it's just, it's just tough. You know, you, you, you're on some nights, you're off some nights. It's just, it's an up and down type thing. Um, but, and I always tell the guys, you know, uh, your effort, I'm grading you on your effort. Yeah. You know, the shooting, making shots is, it's a variable that sometimes is hard to control. You know, even Steph Curry, I mean, Steph Curry is the greatest shooter of all time. He shoots 40%, right? Some guys can score with kind of guys all over him with a hand in the face. That's what makes the great ones, the great shooters, especially. Um, But, but for other guys, you know, you need that open look, which you don't always get. You need you you, yeah. you don't always get the open uh, the wide open jump shot or the layup. I mean, it's it's being able to score while you're guarded, and 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 fortunately, it's it's a lot of times those guys are the guys that play basketball year round. Yeah, yeah. Well, and our you know our league has always been tough. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always been tough because the teams that we play against they have a basketball team, and that team plays year round. Yeah, which is one of the reasons why I think, you know, you kind of uniting the middle school through the varsity will help us, you know, when football season goes long, you know, or uh, so that we're not so far behind the eight ball when we start, you know. Um, but again, all these games, I mean, the first half of Poly, we held them to 20, 25 points which is, it's good. That's a good defensive effort. And now we only scored 10 or something. So, you know, that's tough, but we're, we're the defense, we're, we're playing good defense, you know, that we're rebounding the efforts all there. We just got to start putting it in the hole, you know? Yeah. No kidding. Well, you lost to Flint Ridge the first time, a pretty rough score. You are playing them again this Friday, this episode will air on the 21st the home game against flint ridge prep um at the stiver center no longer the old american savings uh, pavilion home court advantage but uh that stiver center is pretty nice as well so if anyone is in town looking for a basketball game maybe uh stop on by 5150 see if uh rio can uh compete with those flint ridge prep i'm not calling them the wolves they're the rebels, they're the rebels. rebels. they'll never be the wool i don't even the, the wolves. wolves. I can't even believe they did that. Um, I do have to say that game got moved. The varsity ah, game. Breaking news. Here we go. So yeah, with the protocols, not, games have been getting moved all over the place. I want to talk about that. Yeah. So um, we're actually playing Flint Ridge next Wednesday. Okay. So it's still home. Uh, the game time will be four forty-five though, Ooh. because there's not um, there's there won't be any JV games or games like that uh, before. So it'll just be the varsity game, 445. Um, These teams that don't have lights for football, and they they schedule things weird all the time. Come on, Rebels, you're killing me. Uh, So, yeah, the 26th. Hold uh, hold on, Matt. So I got someone knocking on a door. Oh, go right ahead. I'll I'll give us a pause here. Okay. 
You're a busy man, Ed, getting door knocks uh, in the middle of interviews here. No problem. No problem. We, we Yeah, I love being busy, though. That's right. That's right. So, so tell me what it's been like for these games to be moving. And I, I followed a few things on Twitter. I mean, uh, California COVID policies could be a whole episode, but with games being indoors, I guess it's more dangerous than crowds gathering and outdoors. I don't want to get into all of it, but what has it been like for uh, you and your team? Kind of just a lot of late game scratches. Yeah. So I guess the prep league uh, decided um, if you have guys in protocols, you call the other team and you have to reschedule. So basically we've canceled other non-league games that we've had at the end of the year to free up dates. You're supposed to leave as many dates as possible open for reschedules because they can happen. Uh, yeah. So Flint Ridge emailed Mr. Carson Mark and said, hey, we need to move the varsity game. And we have to say, okay, we'll play next Wednesday. We have this date open. It's still our home game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've moved. Polly moved, I think, twice for us. Um, we ended up playing them on the, the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. Um, Providence Providence hasn't moved yet. Uh, Chadwick moved for the girls, varsity girls. They had to move. So there's just a lot of moving parts. Um, but we want to play the games, so – Definitely, definitely, and and as um, as far as home games go, uh, is that is that pretty open to the general public, or is it kind of condensed or anything as far as fans go, or is kind of anyone uh, available to attend or able to attend? So our policy, <clears throat> excuse me, our policy, yeah, we, uh, you can come. We do uh, say wear a mask inside um, while you're watching the game, but yeah, feel free to come and watch if you're available. You got the time. Nice. Nice. And uh, how about the uh, the alumni game? Is there going to be – I know there's every year there seems to be an alumni game from the guys that were on a team 10 years ago. Uh, is there an alumni game planned for this year? There is an alumni game. It is on the 29th, so January 29th. Uh, I believe it's the 2012 team. So that is uh, my brother Dave, Steve Smith, Ryan Wiley, uh, the Tyco brothers. Oh, boy. Um, KJ Moore. So be, uh, and I think my dad is going to coach the alumni game now that yes. he's retired. He's going to yes, coach I, the alumni. Absolutely. Switching, switching benches. I love it. He should, he absolutely should coach that alumni. Dude, that's awesome. Bring him out of retirement one game a year. I'm sure he can uh, tolerate that. And, and he's probably, let's see, is he going to get a W there at, I don't know. Uh, no. Versus drain. No way. No way. Well, usually, you know, it doesn't matter whether the alumni team is better. It just it matters how uh, how in shape the alumni team yeah. is. Yeah, you know? press them and run them wild. <laughs> uh, so we'll see. I mean, Ryan Wiley, he's what probably our best basketball player to go through our school, and he'll yeah. be there. So yeah, and those guys, most of those guys played on that 2013 championship team. So uh, tall task ahead for you. Hey, get your scouting report out, coach, and and be ready to go. Yeah, well, hey, we're going to run them. we got to run them. Run them. Get them tired. <laughs> run oh, them man. the ground. A rough basketball season, but uh, at Rio, that's kind of how things go. You go sport to sport, uh, year to year. Um, you know, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. You try to make some good runs uh, in the playoffs and such. Uh, but the boys will be playing baseball here before you know it. Um, I got to ask you, Ed, as a first-year head coach and someone who followed in your dad's footsteps, 
former referee and me needs to know has has there been any technical fouls this year ed uh yes <laughs> i knew it i, I knew will it. i guess i'll say it i did get tossed oh really yeah it was in the ojai tournament ah i you know i'm young hot-headed i guess <laughs> i it was actually the guy who threw me out was late to the game we had to wait for him to show up, but my dad was there. Oh, <laughs> and I, so I got I got a double tech just right one right after just the same same breath double tapped a okay. double a, a double T, <laughs> and I left. And the first thing I did, I called my dad. I called him and I said, "Dad, he's all Ed. You can't yell at officials. You just can't do it." And the first thing I didn't say it to him, but in my head, I'm thinking. He's telling me not to yell at officials. <laughs> He's gotten wiser. It is. Yeah, hey. <laughs> it's not like what he's saying is wrong. He's saying the right thing, but. <laughs> Mr. Drain said, don't yell at what? <laughs> but, <laughs> Sorry. So, yeah, but I don't think I haven't been teed up since then. I learned from it. Um, you know, and I've talked, you know, I've talked to Mark, getting a lot of advice from people, you know. You can't go into the game expecting every call to be made yeah. correctly and all the, you know. So, yeah, I haven't been teed up since then. Those are my only two texts of the year. Gotcha. And and so, who – now, I know maybe staff, short, I don't know, but who who's your – who who's um, Coach Shooter? Who's on the bench with you? Is there anyone on the bench with you? Who's assisting you during the game? So, JT Parker is my assistant. Mark, Mark sits on the bench whenever he can um being the ad and all he can't he's not at every game sometimes he's got to go to other games um and then my brother dave has been on the bench uh, a couple times so, but jt is my jt and i do the varsity very cool it's so crazy man to see you guys coaching on the varsity now back when you guys i mean you guys were teammates from kindergarten on uh, i remember refing your games and then you, and you guys played in some big games and then for you to go through high school. Now you guys are coaching high school. I mean, uh, it's no offense or anything. It's just, it's really weird. I'm like, man, these that's, that's crazy. But JT and you uh, have been such good friends for so long. It's gotta be special coaching alongside him in all sports really. Yeah, absolutely. I love coaching with JT. I love coaching. You know, he's my best friend. Um, so anytime we can spend together, especially doing sports is, is awesome. You know, he does have, you know, his first year as baseball head coach, he won a championship. So he does have that on me, you know, I don't, um, <laughs> he did a great job with those guys a few years yeah. ago and, uh, you know, hopefully make, can make another run here, uh, soon. Um, Ed, what, what are your thoughts on just the future of Rio Hondo prep athletics in general? I mean, football is always going to be the number one priority, probably the best thing Rio does. Um, there is basketball, there is baseball. There's only so much you can do with the enrollment and such, but w- what are your thoughts for the future of real Hondo prep, prep athletics? Yeah, well, for, you know, football, football is king and it should be, you know, it is what we do the best. It does bring in the most fans, as you could say, it's every Friday, it's a massive event, you know, um, I do feel good about the future of athletics not just football. I mean, football, we're always going to be great. we got a lot of good classes coming up. Um, but I think basketball and baseball, too, are going to continue to get better. I think we have a good plan in place. 
you know, we want to get uh, the enrollment up. Uh, I think it all starts with getting the enrollment up, you know, um, and we have a good plan for that. We got a good new admissions team at Rio. Um, I think this is the first time we've actually had an admissions team, you know, that's focused solely on getting kids in the school. Um, we're still trying to get primarily kids from care, care youth league, which I think is our, the great, you know, one of the best things we can do is get kids from care. Um, but we, we do events like last Saturday, we held a basketball jamboree for all these sixth graders in care youth league. And we gave them a tour of the campus. Um, we, Mark and Mr. Ixta Edwin had a booth set up for applications and what, uh, and so forth. So I think as we build the enrollment and as we, I mean, speaking basketball specific, as we, you know, unify the system and the philosophies that we have, um, it's just get, everything's going to keep getting better. So the I program, think the school does seem to be going in a great direction. Absolutely. I mean, we haven't even talked about the, the girls uh, sports program. Maybe we will hear soon. They're doing very well. Um, the, the, some of the improvements at the campus themselves uh, is phenomenal. The baseball backstop I saw recently, some of the, that courtyard area is getting improved upon. Um, uh, there really are some big things ahead for Rio Hondo prep. And I've mentioned it on this podcast before, you know, next year I want to do a, uh, I'm going to keep this pod, but I want to have Rio Hondo football specific podcast that, that we may talk other sports throughout the year, once a month or something. Uh, I think it's a good way for the program to grow and just uh, really, really uh, excited about it. And uh, it's good to see Rio is trying to bring in more people. Uh, I, I've said for a long time that Rio is the best high school experience you're going to have. I truly, truly believe that no matter what you're looking to do, what you, what your goals are, education, the arts, athletics, Rio has it all, man. Unlike uh, maybe some other schools out there. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, our, the drama performance that the, the girls put on each year. I mean, that's a, as far as I don't know a lot about drama, but yeah. you know, my friend, you know, JT does, you know, he was in a couple of plays at citrus, you know, you know, we're, we put on one of the best shows in the area as Definitely. far as props, costumes, things like that. So it's not just, yeah, we're not, RHP is expanding more of a, hopefully a destination for more than just one type of person, you know? Yeah. It's going to be that school, hopefully that, uh, it's not so much anymore. Oh yeah. I've heard of them. It's like, oh yeah, I've heard of them. It gets a, it's a different vibe, I think. And things are going in a great direction with great leadership, vice principal Ixta, uh, Principal uh, Johnson, uh, mm -hmm. Mark Carson, the athletic director, you guys uh, in the coaching staffs and such, big things. You always wondered, you know, when when the other coaches in high school retired and the administration retired and moved on, what would it be like? But I think things are head uh, in good hands, headed in a great direction. Uh, I want to ask you, uh, Ed, about uh, your dad, Mr. Ken Drain, who retired back in August. We had that great, huge party for him. So many former players were there. Uh, as a son and, and as a brother, I mean, what was that like for you and your family to kind of give Mr. Drain that, that nice send off and not so much a send off, but more of a thank you from so many people. Yeah. It's just, it's kind of just like incredible to see, you know, the amount of people or former players that showed up, 
you know, um, and the amount of players that he had a impact on their lives, you know, the, you've had people on the podcast where they say, you know, things that I learned from coach drain, I still talk about or put in place today. And, you know, he was a father, not just to his five kids, but to everyone he came into contact with, you know, all his players. And I just, as his son and, you know, co- being a coach now, you know, that's, that's my goal. You know, you, you know, my dad said winning comes, but losing is also there too. You know, he didn't always win. He didn't always win. Um, but there's more to it than winning and losing, especially at Rohondo prep. And my dad, I think embodied that and put that into so many of his players. So as a, as a son, it's just, it's incredible to see. And it's also something that I want, I would love to get to that place one day, you know, special man indeed. And I think I speak for most of us when, you know, I say, I, every day I still have that feeling of walking to the sideline or walking to the bench and to know at the end of my day, am I going to get, you know, lectured by Mr. Drain for stuff I did not do, or am I going to get a parade not much praise there? I mean, maybe a slap on the back or whatever from coach drain, but uh, you know, I have that feeling at the end of every day now, no matter what my job, whatever, it's just like that walking to the sideline feeling during a timeout or at the end of a game and be like, uh, what did I leave out there? Did I, did I perform my very best for coach drain? So I think so many of us will carry that, that on, uh, in, in all of our walks of life. Uh, and it's going to be, um, it's, it's, he, his legacy lives on. We'll say yeah. the, what he, his impact. I mean, it really is special. And I know you talked about him before, but it's been a while and, and yeah, uh, especially the retirement party. That was a lot of fun. Uh, Ed, let me ask you about one of your new newer titles. What's it like uh, being a father to a uh, little Olivia? Did I have that correct? Yes, Olivia. Um, right. she's, uh, 11 months. It wow. is It is awesome. I've always it's one of the things I've always dreamed about. You know, when 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 my wife and I got married, you know, I was the one kind of pushing for a kid. You know, and it's I feel like sometimes it's usually the other way around, you know. Um, but I've always wanted to be a father. I just feel like, you know, cause my, I, you know, I had a great dad, um, and I just wanted to be a dad to someone. I've seen my friends become dads, you know, JT has three kids now. Um, you know, my Jason Wiley has, you know, all people around me, we're all having kids together, which is awesome. Um, but being a father, is it's it's one of the greatest things ever you know (laughs) um she doesn't you know she doesn't you know say words yet or you know she just started moving around a little so i know that the fun stuff is coming you know running around playing with her and things like that you could tell she's watching you though she's watching your every move right oh absolutely so (laughs) she she'll mimic things that we do you know we're watching the 49er game on Sunday, because we're you know all drains, we're Niner fans. Um, it's you guys' only fault. The Drain family, special group of people. That's the only, the only fault I find in you guys. That's it. Everyone needs that. Just shows you the only perfect person in the on this planet was uh, was our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Right. I, 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 everyone else, 
There's something. There's some flaw. Anyway, proceed. Um. So you know we're they. My brother and I, because we're over there watching. You know we're clapping. We're clapping, and then she's just over there like, you know, <laughs> clapping to herself, or she waves now. We taught her. Uh, we I always wave goodbye to her, so she waves. She's been waving for a while, so it's pretty cool. But yeah, she's always watching. Um, and that's also, you know, pressure, you know, you got to make sure, especially when she starts learning how to talk, you know, you got to make sure the things you're watching on the television, things you're listening to, you know, they're going to hear all these things. And, you know, I think that's one thing that my dad was so great at, you know, I never, I never heard anything negative you know, as far as him talking to my mom or him talking to um, my older brother, older sister, you know, um, I never had anything. I never learned anything negative from my dad, except yelling at refs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, it's hard to put into words, but it's just being a father is the best. Oh man. That's, that's awesome to hear, man. Um, I'm very happy for you. Um, and for all you guys, and uh, that is that is really cool. Uh, you got a wonderful wife, wonderful in-laws, you know, in the Martin family. I mean, special. It's like two special families uh, bonded together. I mean, you you guys got to be just just incredibly happy and blessed. It's uh, it's awesome to see, man. So congrats. On- story, though. Story. OK, so you know how you can you can go check your child's gender, right, uh, while they're in the womb. Um, oh, like see, a gender reveal yeah, party? Yeah, gender reveal. So we went earlier than you're supposed to, but they said you could go. Um, so we went and our gender, or we did this gender reveal, whatever, and it was a boy. Okay, we were having a boy. And I was like, woo, yeah, you know, he's going to be on Carson's team. Which is my <laughs> brother's son. You know, he's going to be, Car- I, I would always tell Devin, he's going to be Carson's best player on his team, you know. Um, <laughs> so then... So we, we have it all planned out, you know, I'm going to, uh, we're really excited to have a boy. And then my wife goes to her appointment. That's like 21 week appointment. And she comes back and she walks in and I'm like, uh Oh, what's happening. And she goes, we're having a girl. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? And she's all, we're having a girl because, um, at the 21 week appointment, that's what everything's there. And 100%, you know, wow. If you go earlier, it's still, you know, iffy, but they're not supposed to tell you till they're 100% sure. So we had to, you know, redact everything, <laughs> you know, we're having a girl now it was in 2020. So yeah, my, I put, a, I never posted Instagram or Facebook, but I posted this. I was like classic 2020. They got it wrong. Um, <laughs> Um, but I, I remember I, I, the way I told Devin, I just, I, cause we live and our garages are like perpendicular to each other. Cause we live in the same complex. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. So we just, he'll always text me garage. So we open the garage and love it. we'll go, we'll go. So I texted him garage. Then I walk out there and I'm, you know, I'm kind of sad. And he goes, what's wrong? I go, Carson just lost his best player. Oh. <laughs> you gotta be careful with, with that <laughs> you careful <laughs> saying it like that yeah i know and then he's all what are you talking about so we're having a girl <laughs> and then my dad it was funny i told my dad and he's all he's all that's great ed 
girls are awesome. <laughs> He's done deal with dealt with enough boys. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, no, she's great. I'm super happy. Super happy that we had a girl. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, that was just so funny because yeah, we had to go tell everyone. Never mind. Did girl. you guys post a, a the, the gender reveal? Wasn't there a baseball bat or something involved? So yeah, Did- I posted the gender reveal of it being a boy. The blue, right? Yeah, I was and remember then my that. My next post was never mind with <laughs> a <the> girl. <laughs> and I was like, I'm never posting to social media again. This Good is lesson. Good <laughs> lesson. Well, you know, it's it's funny. Yeah, it's, in today's age, generally it's a lot more accurate. Uh, but my father constantly reminds both my brother and I that not just me, but both of us were predicted to be girls. And so he never lets us live that day. He, every chance he gets, he's like, yeah, they, you know, they were right. Or whatever. <laughs> he just, <laughs> he hammers us all the time, but yeah, not one, but both. So uh, that, that is really funny. Ed, what, what did you make of that final play in the, the Dallas 49er game? You guys are watching it together. Um, there's an official involved the, the terror, the play call itself. I mean, uh, were you just happy that the clock went to zeros and the Niners won or what did you make of that whole fiasco in Dallas? So I know people are, some people have criticized Dak Prescott, but I actually, I don't mind what he did. You know, I don't mind running and sliding, but you got a RHP, you hand the ball to the official, you hand the ball to the official and make a path for him. You know where he's coming from. You know, yeah. I mean, at least you should know. You should know that stuff based off of your, uh, you know, extensive research. Yeah. And I mean, I was just, I was, I was freaking out because the Niners, man, they had no timeouts and you're letting them run out of bounds every play. Oh, the first Every three, single yeah. play. They went out of bounds to stop the clock. That's like, that's like defense 101. I know. You know, and then also as a coach, Jimmy G, just wait till everyone's set and run your quarterback. Season. That was awful. What are you oh, doing? That, 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 yeah, the false start or legal shift. I mean, he didn't let the big man get set. You're not, we're not even talking about all that. I mean, that is, yeah. that is double A, triple A, Carrier League football. You know, yeah. So it's like you'd think <laughs> these guys at the highest level could, you know, figure it out. But, you know, they still, they still make mistakes. And that's why I always think, hey, RHP, best coaching staff. Of, alive yeah. best around you know details the and- details matter the little oh, things matter so much if, if guys oh. making 30 40 million dollars a year can make big time mistakes in big time situations i mean what you're dealing with 16 17 year old high school kids you know yeah. it's just like everyone makes mistakes you just have to limit them and yeah I mean, I, we I, do drills we do drills where part of the drill is handing the ball to the official and one of the coaches is the official you that's know that's great gotta hand it to the always hand it to the official you know da- if Dak would have done that they probably would have been able to clock it and yeah I I some people are hammering the play I I, I guess I would but if you looked how the 49ers were set they finally put three guys outside the numbers on each sideline like you're not getting out of bounds here so uh that made the decision difficult um but but to hammer the refs or whatever in that situation I'm like oh, dude yeah. no you can't do that not on that play I mean, yeah, I talking- thought it was a headsy play until he didn't give it to the refs. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then they tried to spot it themselves or blocking it. Oh, yeah, crazy. spotted themselves. You got, I mean, they, you know, they know the rules, you know, the yeah. ref has to touch it and before he can do these things, but it's, you know, that's why you, they probably don't practice that. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and they said, practice. oh, we practiced this. We practiced it. You didn't practice enough of the details. Yeah. Of this play. It's got to be second. You know, it's got to be a habitual thing. Yeah. Otherwise, in clutch moments, you freak out. You shouldn't have to think about certain things. If you practice, that's the thing about practicing things. They, they should almost get boring, the repetition of them. You're like, does this even matter? But in the heat of the moment, I mean, you look at the military, a lot of their training and stuff is like, why are we even practicing this? But when the bullets start flying, you know, it's a very serious subject there. But, yeah. you know, just to paint a picture, like you don't want to think about things. You just want second nature. So anyway, yeah, that, whole, that whole wax on, wax off <laughs> the rules, you know, you're right. You're right. I mean, oh, why do I have to do this? And then you get in the moment and it's like, oh. That's yeah. why we're doing this, you know? Well, as a Rams fan, Ed, no one scares me more than uh, the San Francisco 49ers. Um, the Rams got to play Brady and then the defending champ Bucks this weekend. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is, is a, you know, the, probably the baddest man on the planet. But um, the 49ers scare me. That said, I think I would love an NFC championship at SoFi, uh, the second home of the 49ers, to, and the 49ers to come to uh, L.A. And, and Rams maybe those good against the Cardinals. They did. They and did. The Bucks, the Bucks are missing people. They're banged up, especially on the offensive line. So I, I hope that makes a difference. Tom Brady's really good at just saying, you know, all right, fine. Quick passes uh, yeah. to beat a rush. But if the Rams can get pressure on Brady and uh, stop the run, they got a shot because they're, they're, uh, they're if you, if, if their defense leads the way, in my opinion, the Rams can play ball. They can't tackle Debo yeah. Samuel or any of those 49er guys, but they seem to well, play well otherwise. I have two criticisms of Kyle Shanahan. Let's hear One, it. why is – we leave George Kittle to pass block way too much. He's one of the best tight ends in football, and 50% of pass plays he's pass blocking. I don't understand that. Can imagine then, protect, man. And then two, <laughs> Shanahan freezes when he has a lead, man. I can't – he was the guy, 28 to three Falcons. That was his offense. I know. Hey, let's throw it. Let's throw it My 20 brother times. Dave always jokes, I hope we're losing going into the fourth quarter because that's when Shanahan's at his best. If we're winning, I don't know. We're in trouble. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, 23 to seven, it got close. And, uh, 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 man, if he can get the ball in the hands of Debo Samuel some way, somehow, to me, that is – that is how they are most successful. Uh, you know, keep it out of Jimmy G. Yeah. When Jimmy G's handing off a bunch, you know, uh, no. when they ran the remember they I ran the ball like said, 40 something times against the Rams on that Monday night game. I was just pulling my hair off, throwing my phone. I think they said we're undefeated when we have 30 rush attempts or something like that this year. The and Bible says run <laughs> to win. Why why is what you know, you can have all these fancy offenses and punt returners playing quarterback and all this stuff. Run the ball. The game Run doesn't change. Oh my god. Yeah, goodness. the game, the you can try to change the game as much as you want, but yeah. If you can run the football, it just opens everything else up. Everything. The play action. I mean, I'm sorry. Jimmy G's a better quarterback when the 49ers are running for 150 yards. Matt Stafford, even Jared Goff, when the Rams were able to run the football, he looked really good. You know, so I mean, even the Packers, when Aaron yeah. Jones is playing well, they're they unstoppable. You know, they have Aaron Rodgers, but what do, you, what do you think of the two NFC games, the, the Rams and the Niners? Do, does each of them have a chance this week against the, the two Bay of uh, the two Bay teams? Well, I will say the, the Packers don't always play well against the Niners in the postseason. No. However, this one's at Lambeau, a little different. It is at Lambeau, but the Niners, I mean. I'm with you, though. No, I'm with you. 
I, I, if I was a betting man, I honestly would take the Niners based off of history, based off of, uh, you know, the, the unfair drama, in my opinion, around Aaron Rodgers a little bit. Um, I, I think the Niners are the NFL's scariest team right now. I like the Rams against the Bucks. Do you? I just, I mean, Akers looked amazing last week. Oh, my goodness. And yeah. then, and then if, if OBJ starts playing like he played last week, him and Cup, that's – that's hard to defend, and Higby's no slouch. No, you're so, right. You know they, the right. I like the Rams. I think they'll beat the Bucks. I like the OBJ Niners. being this like second, secondary guy. Just you know, yeah, if he stay can out of the drama. Role, you know, just you know, that's that's it. I mean, the best coaches in all professional sports are the guys who can manage the egos the best. Yeah, you know, no, you're right. No, I think McVay really does that well in LA, and uh, Shanahan is. Kind of that quiet scientist uh, who I've always said gets more out of less, but he has, he doesn't have less this year. He's got a good team, good players. And uh, is, uh, is, is Bosa healthy? Is he going to play? Uh, well, Warner was one I was worried about, but he's, he's not listed as an injury on the injury list. So that's good. Bosa practiced yesterday. Okay. Oh yeah. Have, we can't miss those. And what's it with, I don't understand the Niners. It's like, it's always their best defensive players that get hurt. Why can't it just be the, you know, like it, remember it was Navarro Bowman who shattered his leg. Oh, or, that was, yeah. yeah. It's, it's never like the guy you want to get hurt. If you, you know, you don't want anyone to get hurt. No, but. no, no. I got you. There's a second string guy on the punt team. It's like so your star player, but they're always in the, you think about it. They're always in the middle of things. So it's kind of like, it makes sense. I, 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 man, Aaron Donald, Greg Gaines, Leonard Floyd, Vaughn Miller, they got to get to Brady. And they got to get to Brady without having to blitz. If they can put Brady – if they can sack Brady, I'm going to say five is a high number. I'll go four. If they can sack Brady once a quarter, I think the Rams really do have a chance in Tampa Bay. They beat him this year already, and they beat him on the road last year. That doesn't always translate. um, But I think uh, running is going to be tough with that Vita Vei guy in the middle. Um, Yeah. They're, the know. Bucks defense is good, man. So their good. middle linebacker was his last name White. D- uh, Dylan uh, Devin White. He is. He was incredible last. One year. of the only Devons I know who likes to tackle people. I'm just kidding, my brother Richard. We're kidding, kidding. Hey, if he, if Devin <laughs> liked hitting people, he wouldn't have hurt his finger his senior year, huh? Right. Uh, well, he, tackle. Devin had a massive grip. He's reached out and grabbed, and he let go, and it snapped his finger, and. Then I got to throw the ball. It was thank you, Devin. Appreciate you, man. He's like, "What? Am I going to be ready for basketball?" Devin is our favorite brother to make fun of, but it's only because <laughs> we respect him. Okay. <laughs> I'll say that. I'll say that he's my favorite friend to make fun of. Fun of because I, yeah, I respect him. We'll say that. Love him. I got to get him back on the podcast real soon. Um, oh, my good friend Devin, always fun. Maybe after if there's a 49er Rams matchup next week. Maybe I bring on a bunch of 49er fans. There's, it's, a, it's an epidemic. We have too many of them, but um, <laughs> you guys, I tolerate. The Rams left for so long, and nobody wants to be a Raider fan. Nobody. Well, no, well, San Quentin and the other prisons, I mean, I'm sure, but um, that's a different story. I'm going to get hammered by somebody for, like, always saying that, but uh, it's true. You show me. You tell me. Does crime go down or not when the Raiders are playing? Those three and a half hours, I think the streets are safe. That's just my opinion. People are busy watching the Raider game. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to go no comment there. (laughs) Um, Good decision. (laughs) 
good decision. And this has been fun, man. Thanks for chatting basketball with me. Some uh, NFL football, uh, fatherhood, uh, the drain family. Uh, time flies when you're having fun. And, and in this case, really did. Um, hey, good luck. Maybe a win or two in the prep league. Uh, definitely looking forward to that alumni game against yeah. your dad. Um, this has been fun, man. Thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. This is awesome. Thank you. All right, Ed, we'll talk to you soon. Maybe a uh, baseball season or Hey, next, next week, even with the, uh, uh, yeah, well, anytime hey, both our teams will lose, you know, anyway, good luck to everything. My best to the family. Ed, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Well, thanks so much, Ed drain for coming on the get home safe podcast, talking some real Hondo hoops with us. A good luck to you and your team in moving forward. Been a rough season, of course, uh, wins and losses wise. But again, lessons learned is the most important part and building of the program, hopefully uh, with uh, growth and things of that nature is definitely uh, top of the list. And so good luck, Rio Hondo uh, prep men in moving forward on the basketball uh, hardwood and in the baseball diamond and to the ladies out there too, uh, working hard in basketball and softball upcoming. Real Hondo Prep Athletics alive and well and uh, pursuing excellence as always. So we'll try to bring on some more Real Hondo Prep sports topics and stories here in the next month or so just to kind of keep everybody informed of how things are going uh, as far as uh, Real Hondo Prep goes, of course, here on the Get Home Safe podcast. Uh, guys, some big games this weekend upcoming. 49ers at Packers, Rams at Buccaneers on the NFC side of things. And of course, on the AFC, Bills at Chiefs and Bengals at Titans. Can't wait. The final eight teams of the NFL by uh, the end of Sunday night will know who the final four is. And very excited for that. Uh, Ed, of course, rooting for his Niners. Me rooting for my Rams. Uh, we'll see what happens. It should be a lot of fun. Um, enjoy the games this weekend, guys. We'll be back on Tuesday to recap those games. Um, hopefully good news. Uh, there should be plenty to talk about. Uh, more drama, maybe more uh, referee decisions. And Dak Prescott, uh, well, he's not in it anymore. But those type of decisions, those type of weird plays, we will talk all about on Tuesday, on the Tuesday edition of the podcast, and try to have a new guest for you on Friday. Always working on it. Always trying to reach out to people. If you'd like to come on the pod and talk about, well, anything. Could be NFL, could be sports, could be current events, news, Real Hondo prep stuff, whatever you want to do. Let me know. Reach out to me. Or if you have a suggestion, please. Uh, send them my way. Always looking for great people to sit down and chat with here on the Get Home Safe podcast. Going to try to keep this thing going. I say it every week, but Tuesdays and Fridays for now, it might uh, it might change. It might not. I don't know. I like talking to people, so we're going to try to keep that going here on a weekly basis, twice a week, Tuesdays and Fridays here on the Get Home Safe podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook. Facebook and Instagram is Get Home Safe podcast. Twitter handle is get home safe pod and our email address, get home safe podcast at yahoo.com. Send in a voice message. Look at the episode notes, click on that link. Really simple. Whatever you want to do guys love to hear from you. Ask me questions, send me topics. They can really be about anything. I'm always looking for something to talk about. So the more the fans jump in and get involved, the happier I am, the less work for me. Uh, but uh, no, all kidding aside, I, I enjoy doing this. I'm going to try to keep, keep plugging away. Just keep showing up, keep working hard. That's what we're here for on the get home safe podcast guys have a great weekend enjoy the football games january football is the best uh it's playoff time it's just ah so much excitement right now the holidays are behind us the new year is upon us 2022 some great games ahead uh more sporting events ufc is oh man it's just 
tidal wave of uh, fun and sports and emotion. Can't wait to get to it all. We'll talk about it on Tuesday. Guys, have a great weekend. But as always, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe.